Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here with my show and tell. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for May 6, 2018. This is episode 3. I will be your host, Matthew Graken. On to the news. Marvel's Avengers Affinity War has broken the $1 billion mark in 11 days. This is the fastest of any movie to reach this mark. Any movie in history. Congratulations to them. Speaking of Marvel movies, Black Panther is going strong still. It is now the ninth highest grossing movie of all times. And at this rate, it should soon pass Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Becoming the 8th highest grossing movie of all times. With the Black Panther... The fun part is, on May 8th, depending on when you're listening to this, may have already passed, it comes out on digital. And on May 15th, it will come out on Blu-ray DVD. Yet, it's still in the theaters, and still decrease amount is slower than uh, typically expected. So, it's it's still gaining a lot of momentum. In other news, D-Styles is now open in Walt Disney World. The new shop offers a variety of Disney-themed apparel, as well as some toys and plush um, it has taken residency in the space where the Harley Davidson shop used to be back on what was the west side near the movie theater. This is a temporary, I believe this is the temporary residence that uh, while the world of Disney is under construction, this is where they're moving shop to. Star Wars Episode Nine casting news. Two female, le- two female leads are being searched for. One for a character named Mara and the other one for Caro. Speculation that this is Mara Jade from the book universe, um, the previous book universe, and uh, we shall see what happens. More Walt Disney World news. New monorails are coming. Yes, believe it or not, now well into their 20th year, the Mark VI monorails are looking to be replaced. Legendary Walt Disney legendary, uh, legend Imagineer Bob Gurr announced during an interview that Disney is in serious talks to replace the Mark VI monorails. Current details are being worked out with Bombardier, who was the builders of both of the previous Walt Disney World monorails. The Mark VI were launched in 1989. And like I said, typically they're expected to have a 20-year lifespan, and we are well surpassed that. Will we see these new monorails for the 50th anniversary? We'll have to wait and see. On to the rumors. Going back to Star Wars, Star Wars Episode Nine, there um, supposedly it's going to be a gap where uh, the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi were pretty much linear, one right after the other one. This one will pick up sometime later on, and supposedly Leia will not be in the, appearing in this movie either, according to Disney officials. But again, we shall have to wait and see. Filming production begins in July. This week, I want to go talk about, well, remakes. Everything is being remade these days. There's no new original ideas, everyone is saying. And just everything is just rehashing of the same thing. Nothing new. Well, in some ways, they are right. And two, uh, two points that I want to bring up, two particular shows I want to mention, and I used them at the introduction of this week's episode, is Disney in August 12th, 
2017, just last year, the Disney Channel relaunched DuckTales. Now, the original DuckTales was actually um, launched in September 18, 1987 and ran through 1990 with over 100 episodes, about 101 episodes. The new one, well, it's taking them a little longer to get there. Uh, they are up to, I think it's about episode 10 or so, 10 or 13. But it's not the same show. It's a lot of the same characters. Uh, they've added some new ones, of course, and sadly some of the, the old familiar characters are missing, well, at least so far. But they have kind of encompassed it a little more. It's going in a new direction. Um, they're focusing more on some family things regarding the boy's mother. Who is she? Where is she? They, they don't really know her. She's been missing for a while, but apparently there's this whole overarching storyline about, I believe her name is Della, her name is, um, which a little bit of Disney trivia, the original name for the boy's mother was Dumbella. You take the D and the last part of Dumbella, you got Della. So it's the same name, just putting it in a nicer term uh, for Donald's sister. But when you think about it, they've they're going in a lot more new directions. They, they Again, they have brought in, in a lot of the same old characters. Flynn Hargongle is still there. Um, you got Scrooge, you got Huey, Dewey, Louie. Webby's a bit different. Uh, Mrs. Beakley has kind of taken over a slightly different role, but is still a... They've made her actually a stronger character than, uh, than what she was. Before, she was a lot more of a background character and just kind of a... I don't want to say a pushover, but not as confident, not as strong, just that, that screaming woman character. Now she is a lot more of a stronger character. She's a lot more in charge. Launchpad, just as goofy. Um, sadly, Doofus is not around, at least as of yet. Duckworth, missing. I mean, a lot of people are, are cheer, you know cheering for him to come back, but we shall see. I mean, really, does he... Play an important part. Does what kind of role would Duckworth, what would he add to the story? And I think that's really where Disney's going with this new Ducktales. The, the characters that they're bringing in add to the story. They have a purpose to extend the story. They're not just a character; have a character for a purpose. Like I said, Mrs. Beakley, stronger character. She runs the house. She is in control of what goes on in the in McDuck Mansion. If it wasn't for her, nothing was going to get done. Webby, she is a catalyst to the boys. She got the boys together to start their adventuring. She's the reason why they found out about the connection between Scrooge, Donald, and their mother. It's kind of propelling the whole show in that aspect. And a lot of times, she, you know, she's the one that meets up with certain characters that help bring in other storylines. Um, Beagle Boys are back, of course. You gotta have the Beagle Boys, but even them, they've slightly changed. There's still a billion different Beagle Boys out there. And it's nice to see the bit of a different rivalry between the different Beagle uh, clans, gangs, whatever you want to call them. Mob Beagle's still the matriarch of it all. Um, sadly, a lot of the same, the original voice actors cannot come back. Um, some of them, they tried to come back. They were said 
know to their characters, but it wasn't a closing the door no. They may come back as cameos and voicing somebody else, which I'm fine on. I mean, one of the hardest things, at least for me, is getting used to the new voices in the show. I love David Tennant, but to hear Doctor Who as Scrooge McDuck is takes some getting used to. But they... I feel it's a very powerful direction. As long as they can keep the momentum going, which putting out shows has been a little bit of a challenge. They have a lot of great ideas. It's just executing it and being able to release the shows quick enough to keep that momentum going and not have a constant gap between episode to episode. You know, give us four episodes and then three months later, give us another four episodes. That's too long. So they are working on it. They are taking a valiant effort. And they want to deliver. They're making sure that that they deliver a product, a quality product, that's going to keep their audience interested. And they don't want to just remake the original show. They want to make something better than the original show. And that is a hard accomplishment considering how good the original show is if you still watch it I show it I have it on DVD and I show it to my kids still and they love it I mean you want to talk about a show that holds up to the test of time something that's well over 20 years old 30 years old and is still enjoyable by kids nowadays that is a quality show and nowadays I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not crazy about a lot of the shows that they're anyone's putting out now on TV, especially animated-wise. But this is, I think studios are starting to realize that we can't just throw a tiny, as little money as we can at a show and try to make as much money as we can. At. We have to actually make something that's worthwhile. Another show that I want to mention is Muppet Babies. The original Muppet Babies came out September 15, 1984, a couple years before DuckTales did. It all, it ran through 1991, so a year later than DuckTales. This one had about 107 episodes. Now, these episodes were double stories, if you remember. Um, so, the new one which just launched this year, March 23rd of this year, the formatting is similar. It's You got the two stories in the half hour. But, much like DuckTales, you're missing a lot of the characters that you were in the original. And I think it's the same theory. People are complaining, well, where's Rolf? Where's Scooter and Skeeter? You know, where are all these other characters that were in the original, but they're not, they're missing from this one? And the answer is simple. More is not necessarily better. Let's cut it down to a core group of characters. You still got Kermit. You still got Fozzie. You still got Miss Piggy. You still have Gonzo the Great. Yes, they've created another new character that has nothing to do with the Muppets. That's only in Muppet Babies. And this time it's Summer instead of uh, Skeeter. But each one fills a notch. And you have animals, too. Each one, besides being some of your more popular Muppet characters, each one has their own little notch. And each one is able to drive a storyline, whatever the storyline of that episode, and 
the, the characteristics of that character is able to, to move the story. If you start adding in additional characters as permanent characters, and I'm not saying just as, as guest characters because you've had guests like Rizzo, you've had guests like Bunsen and Beaker. But if you, if you eliminate additional main characters that are there every episode, you can focus more on the other characters who and not just the other characters but focus more on a story instead of and try to figure and not have to try and figure out what are we doing with these other characters all right this is a kermit story so what is rolf going to be doing this one even though we have a musical element through animal we need to do something with rolf instead of just having him walk around it wastes a character it wastes time it wastes money it wastes resource so if you cut down on the main characters, you could get a, a smaller core group, you can get a better focus on things and spend more time working on the story. And I think they actually do a decent job with it in both DuckTales and in the new Muppet Babies. Um, both I think are very well done. I know my wife is as big of a fan of the new DuckTales as, as my kids and I are, but my daughter, who is, you know, in the tween age group, which is one of the focal groups, loves the show. I really enjoy the show. Like I said, I'm still trying to get used to the voices. The first two pilot episodes were kind of, all right, see where they go here for me. But since then, I think they've, they've really built upon it. And just some of the places that they go with it, I never w could have seen the original show go with. They, they go into some more, not necessarily, I want to say darker, but more, more thought-provoking. Something that's a little more grown up for kids these ages. Kids that have grown up with Harry Potter and kids that have grown up with the, uh, the Olympian series. Um, so per the Percy Jackson series. So you want to talk about kids that they expect more and Disney's now trying to deliver more with properties that yes are from the past but even when you think about it DuckTales in the 1980s was not an original idea it was based on the comic book this is down the new one is trying to base itself more directly from the comic book not so much on the the previous TV show so that's that's where I'm going you know should we just poo-poo these because they are remakes? No. I mean, let's let's go off TV to the big screen. Live action remakes of the animated movies is becoming a staple in Disney. I mean, they start they had the Cinderella that they did. Then Alice in Wonderland, Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast last year, Christopher Robin this year, Melissa Fenn as well was another one. Are these necessary bad movies? Is these the cheap prequels like they were making with the animated? No. Considering that Alice in Wonderland made over a billion, Beauty and the Beast is the 12th all-time worldwide uh, moneymaker movie uh, currently. It, it was 11th until Black Panther came along. It made over 170 million in its opening weekend, which is huge. So you're talking, Elsa Wonderland making over a billion, Jungle Book making over a billion, 
Beauty and the Beast making over a billion. People are going to see these movies and more telling people about it and more people are going to see these movies. I mean, you're talking a billion dollar industry in movies that, okay, we we have a base story. How are we going to retell it, re-show it in live action? I mean, coming out, on the slate to come out, they have Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King, Mulan. There's a Cruella movie in the talks, which is or basically another 101 Dalmatians, which, yes, they already did a live-action 101 Dalmatians. They even did a live-action 102 Dalmatians. But these these have a different tone to them. They even look at Peter Pan, uh, Tinkerbell with Reese Witherspoon, Sword in the Stone with the, some of the guys that are doing uh, Game of Thrones. I mean, can you imagine a Game of Thrones-style Sword in the Stone? That's going to be something. Pinocchio. Rose Red, which is an extension of the Snow White story. A Prince Charming movie. I mean, all right, we had Cinderella. Let's spin it on its head and go on a different angle. What's up with the prince? I mean, he shows up, he dances with the girl, and then he's running around with a glass slipper. What else do we, you know, what else do we know about him? Let's do a whole movie about the prince. Why not? I mean, my daughter was obsessed with Cinderella when she was younger. And I'm sure most of the girls... That has not changed. Most of the girls are still obsessed with the princesses. In one form or another. And that's the thing about these remakes. They're introducing classic stories and classic animated movies to new generation. Most of these kids only know these movies through Blu-ray, through streaming, on the small screen, watching on their phones not on the big screen, not the sit there with your popcorn and be entertained in a movie theater for 90 plus minutes. These are, it's an incredible idea and it's working. Like I said, billion dollars in multiple movies. And when you come, also come down to think of it, the lines between what is considered live action nowadays and animated is so blurred with the amount of CGI in the movies. I mean, you you look at Avengers Infinity War and how much CGI is in that. You, you can count, It takes more than one hand to count how many characters were CGI characters. You're not looking at a physical actor. Captain America, you see Chris Evans standing there really unaltered. But Iron Man, in his iron suit, you're looking at a CGI product. Same with War Machine. Same with Spider-Man. Same with Thanos, etc., etc. So there, you almost have the same amount, and sometimes more, primary characters that are now a CGI representation of the actor versus the actor themselves. And that's kind of what they're doing. It's the new animation, basically. You still have your traditional animation, and Pixar is doing a brilliant job with it. Disney is having another renaissance of their animation department. But let's get the live action in there. But like I said, what's the difference between live action and animated? Not too much. Have you seen a lot of these new animated movies, and what is your take on it? Are you part of the billions of dollars that they've made on it? And are you looking forward to any particular one coming up? Please let me know on our Facebook group. I have to apologize. Last week, I got the Facebook group address wrong. 
and let me give it to you now. This is the correct one. It is facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. I forgot the podcast one before. It was in the, correct in the show notes. But once again, the Facebook group, and please everyone come join us there, is facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. You could always email the show if you have any news, any tips, any rumors out there, or a topic that you'd like to discuss. Or just like to say, send a line and say, hey, how are you doing? I love the podcast. It is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. I'd appreciate to hear from you guys. I'd love to know how the show is doing. If you have any suggestions, hey, this is a work in progress. I'd like to end this week's episode with a quote, quote from Walt himself. It's regarding television, strangely enough. I have more latitude in television than I ever had before. When I had an idea for something, I had to then go and try and sell it to the distributors, to the theatermen, and everyone else. But television! I just get my gang together, and if we think it will be something interesting, I say, let's do it! And then I go directly to my public. That's one of Walt's thoughts on the television industry when it was still in its infancy and why was he involved. I hope everyone's doing well and thank you for listening. I know your time is precious and I appreciate every moment that you give to me. Again, feel free to reach out to the show and I will see you next week. Take care, everyone. Life